Only 16 presents. Hello and welcome to Only Films, a podcast for film shooters and analog camera lovers. Uh, I am Mandy Left, I'm a film photographer, and today I'm with Alex Bridge and Ray Liu. Hey, yeah. <laughs> So we went to Paris together and it was actually my first time in Paris and it was great to do it in a trip like this. It was very exciting. And actually the last day that we were there, we did a recording and we were in a cafe. We were a bit tired, but it was great just to be able to do that recording at the end of the trip. Um, but we thought that we would do a little bit of an introduction to that recording that you're going to listen to now. And also now, with some time after that trip, we could talk a little bit about um, our experience and how we see that experience after a few weeks. So, well, uh, Alex, for example, what do you think how everything went for you? And if you could talk about a little bit about what we did. Uh, yeah, well, as far as trips go, I mean, it was amazing. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. it was really fun going to, you know, a different country with you guys, and it was our first international kind of trip. I mean, we've been to York before, and we did it a weekend there. But going mm. to Paris is entirely different uh, thing. It was really, <laughs> really exciting, uh, and especially shooting models and seeing exhibitions with photography friends. I mean, that's just a dream come true for me. It was really, really fun. Yeah, yeah, that was actually that's actually true because we did everything photography related that we you could do. We did street photography, we did model photography, we went to photo exhibitions, and we did a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, I mean, it's an experience you really can't pay for. I mean, nothing else really exists like that. It's just really, mm -hmm. I feel really lucky to be part of a a group that you know we actually get together and and do things like that. Yeah. 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 It was great, but actually, we did everything thanks to Ray. Um, it was Ray's idea. Well, it is the thing that Ray does every year, and we kind of jumped on it. So, um, we want to uh, do it again. I think he went very well, right, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guess um, the thing was um, I planned it uh, way ahead in early in the year. I think I planned it in April. Uh, of 2023. Usually I would be exhibiting at the Instant Art Paris um, uh, exhibition, but for some banal reason, I didn't this year. But nonetheless, we had a really good time, already pre-booked our amazing accommodation. I, I, I mm -hmm. hope you guys would agree. Uh, and then we were in search for some models to shoot there, and we did. We got uh, some models thanks to Mandy. Uh, we had a great <laughs> Friday, uh, second day we were there, shooting models, and it was it just flew past. Uh, it was just mm -hmm. such a... It was a good experience, um, more, more to the point. Um, we had a whole group of us, uh, not just us on this, uh, this, yeah. uh, this chat at the moment, but, um, some other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because we were with, uh, Nelson, uh, Audifal and Dagrum Katie <laughs> and then Dan Polanthropy. Um, yeah, so it was it was really really good. It was a great great trip, and yeah, we went to the exhibitions together. We went food together. Not that much French food, really, in the end. Um, <laughs> much to the disappointment of Alexon. <laughs> we had some crepes. That's okay. Or crepes. 
crepes. Yes. Tick. Yes. So I, I did. I, I, I sorted that out first thing on the first day we were there. So at least you got some French food. So we had crepes we'll, we'll and, and croissants and uh, you know yeah. lots of bread type food. Yes. So yes. you know it's not. But you have, you have to admit the uh, the the bakery in the Rio over there is so amazing. No. I came yeah, back yeah, for yeah. a week yes. afterwards and I was like. It's not the same in London. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. But yeah, we stayed in a very good area. How do you pronounce it? Is it Le Marais? Uh, La Marais, yeah. La Marie. Um, and it was beautiful to stay there. We had so many nice places to go to and it was just nice to um, be in the balcony with that beautiful view. Um, we actually made the most of that balcony with our models and everything. So <laughs> it was it was brilliant. It was a bit rainy, I, um, but just a few days and not the whole day. So I think... Um, in general, um, it was it was good. It was good weather. I think, it given it was bad. November, we lucked out. To be honest, we had a bit of sun, yes. so we we did luck out, especially on the, our model shooting day. So we we did have some good weather yeah. on the model. Yeah, shooting we used day. the weather wisely. Uh, yeah. yeah, we we went out when it was mm-hmm. sunny, and but yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be a, a yeah. British podcast without talking about the weather. So yeah, we did. <laughs> it had to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so okay. So now I'm going to leave you guys with that uh, recording that we did and I hope you enjoy it. And then we'll join later to give you an overview about what we're going to do next year because this year is coming to an end and we're going to talk about what we're going to do in the future. So I'll leave you with that recording. Hello and welcome to Only Films. Um, my name is Mandy Left and today I'm in Paris with Alex Bridge and Ray Liu. And well, the reason why we're here is because, well, the main reason why we're here is Ray. Um, because he comes every year, well, he's been coming every year to Paris this time of the year because um, there is this exhibition called uh, Photo Paris or Paris Photo? What is it? Paris Photo. And, and Ray comes at this time of the year uh, because there is uh, an exhibition for instant photography and he's been exhibiting for years and he always comes, he always comes on his own but this time um, Only Films uh, has come with him. So we've been enjoying a very beautiful weekend here together and we've been doing so many things and we went to Photo Paris yesterday. We also went to the Instant um, Art Exhibition. That was really great. Um, But yeah, today we're going to um, focus more on Ray because if you don't know him, well, you might know him if you have bought a um, a Polaroid uh, camera. Um, you might have seen his photo on the box and his uh, photos, his Polaroids have been featured by Polaroid many times and he's very well known in the in the industry. So, so Ray, so for those who might not really know um, who you are, let's just say a little bit about your photography and why you shoot Polaroid and and what you like to shoot in general? Um, well, we try to keep the short. Yep. Um, <laughs> I started in 2012 uh, when it was the Impossible Project, and uh, they've now become Polaroid. To keep a really long story short, yep. uh, Impossible Project is 
Polaroid and Polaroid Project. Uh, sorry, Polaroid is Impossible Project. Um, so I've been doing it for, like I said, 10 years. And the reason I got into it was uh, a way to move away from shooting digital and um, having loads of images to really slowing down and actually really thinking about my work, uh, my, my creative work, if you will, um, and actually slowing down and thinking more about the process. It, in a way, it was the most expensive um, like film medium I could find at the time. <laughs> um, so I went from shooting like hundreds of pictures to only like eight yeah. uh, in, in a pack of film. Um, so with that, um, over the years, uh, I kind of posted a lot on Instagram. Uh, I tagged Impossible Project and now Polaroid quite a lot on a daily basis just to get my work out there and get it known. Um, and they obviously I did kind of get known. Uh, it was the original camera, the Impossible Project came out with in 2016 called the i1 that kind of uh, put my name on the on the map, if you will. Yeah. Um, in terms of um, people noticing my work, I was doing a lot of um, long exposures and double exposures, and that's when um, the, the guys at um, the Impossible Project knew my work. Um, since then, other people in the world kind of know my work too, and um, I was invited to uh, uh, an exhibition called the Instant Art Exhibition. Uh, can we have another green tea, please? Green tea. Uh, can I have a latte, please? Uh, sorry, uh, cafe lait. Okay, yeah, yeah. So then no green tea is fine. Okay, just... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, so... Um, in 2018, um, there's a group of um, like-minded um, instant photographers who decided to set up Instant Art Paris. Yeah. Uh, and then that became the first show, which has now been running for about six years. Uh, here in Paris, they also have another uh, instant art in Arles, which is in the south of France. Um, but there's obviously there's many um, instant sort of uh, sorry, all Polaroid and um, collectives yeah. um, that do different shows. But there's this kind of like on a little family over here in Paris, um, well, um, and it's great to be amongst other artists like Julia Bayer yeah. and uh, Stefano Crestario yeah. and uh, Raul Diaz and Carmen DeVos yeah. and people like that. Some really great names out there who I have admired um, seeing their work in the sort of my instant world since I started shooting it myself. Yeah. And we've become good friends. It's a a uh, really nice um, weekend where we come and we meet up. We obviously um, see each other's work at the exhibitions. We go out and we're having a bit of fun. We natter a, a, a little bit about what's happening in the instant world. And yeah, it's just a, a really nice um, sort of um, weekend in, um, in the calendar every year that I, I look yeah. forward to. I mean, obviously in 2020, it didn't happen for obvious reasons. Mm. But yeah, every year I try to make it over here and just yeah. see everyone's work and catch up with everyone. Yeah, it's been great actually because since you've been mentioning every year and that you come every year, then since then I, I always wanted to come and yeah. see the exhibition for myself. And we went there, and mm. as soon as I got in, I thought, wow. <laughs> yeah, as someone that doesn't do 
any code-oriented TBRL stuff. Uh, I had no idea the scope of creativity that yeah. was that was possible yeah. with Codoroid and seeing the variety was like, it's crazy. Yeah, I so, had no idea. Was- so, so, I mean, I think uh, myself personally, I think I like to shoot in camera and try and get everything in film. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that the, we, we, we call ourselves photographers, but they, they also call themselves artists. And as an art form, Polaroid itself lends itself to a lot of manipulation. Um, so, um, for example, people are like doing uh, emotion lifts or uh, uh, leafing, like putting gold leaf into the back. And yeah. and then it also, it's a matter of also how you frame your work as well. And mm-hmm. then, uh, for example, a lot of people embrace the imperfections of it. So they don't literally have to have a perfect picture. Uh, they they, they um, look at the, like the rejects if you will yeah. and then perfect example yeah. less is more yeah. when you have a yeah. product that does a specific thing mm-hmm. you get more people pulling it apart and testing yeah. it yeah. whereas with normal photography I think it's just so fast that yeah. you get lost in it yeah. Yeah. so it's really nice to see a specific niche of photography really explored. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there are many, many. I mean, you, you have to find them. You kind of have to know them, but that's like with any photography, the, 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 the kind of artists that are maybe not as well known, but in the community, they are relatively well known um, that have been working with medium since even the, the demise of the original Polaroid. And up to now, they, they kind of just keep on going, doing their thing. How did you get to know those people? Just through Instagram? Uh, do you know what? Like like I said, before Instant Art Paris, I never knew them in real. And then I, I knew them on the Instagram. I followed the work. And there's a there's a appreciation um, from afar because it's, in a way, it's, I think Polaroid photography is a bit of a micro-niche. It's a bit of a micro niche, so in in the film photography um, world, um, so it's quite small. So you you're bound to bump into each other's work, especially if it's interested. It, uh, it's of interest of you. Yeah. You you kind of bump into each other's work. Um, none more so than I I attended a like a, a, a event for the I One launch and. I was surprised to know that um, Oscar and uh, Harriet from Polaroid actually knew who I was. And I was like, okay, this is a little bit imposter syndrome. I mean, back, yeah, yeah, no, no, now it is. But back then I was relatively unknown because uh, you have to appreciate that impossible project at the time were really, really small. We were talking yeah. about 13, 14 people. And now Polaroid itself um, growing back up, it, it's yeah. about 300 plus, uh, yeah. lots of people in there. So it's a different place where we started when I started with Polaroid photography it was kind of a dying medium and there was they were trying to save the film the impossible project were trying to save the film so it was a very 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 niche sort of space and now I'm glad to say that it's becoming more popular again and they're selling more units they're selling more films it's becoming a little bit more like um, popular again mm. uh, especially amongst um, newer sort of um, creatives yeah and well they have just re-released the duo the yellow one yeah. and they well I think it was yesterday they featured one of I think one of your best yes. uh, Polaroids thank you it's, it's brilliant so and it's actually I think I know that 
maybe your favorite film? Yeah. Horror um, film? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's lots of different films. I mean, there's, there's a classic color <laughs> on, on white frame that you're never going to go away from that. Mm. But they do special edition films once in a while. And as, as Mandy said, one of my favorite films is the dual chrome black and yellow film, which started life as the third man edition, uh, special edition film. Uh, way back in 2015 uh, they only release it in batches once in a while but it's a it's a monochrome film but instead of black and white it's black and yellow yeah for me it has a very i don't i keep on calling it the 70s aesthetics but i i, I it just has a jalo 70s feel for yeah. me and that's why i like shooting for the would you would you be able to describe the photo uh, so the the, yeah. the, 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 the one that they okay. featured, yeah. So the one they featured was actually it was a bit of a luck. Uh, I was actually <laughs> shooting a model in uh, the Barbican. Um, for those in London, the Barbican, yeah, uh, no. that one. Um, so and then it was sunset, and I noticed no one was underneath um, the um, where people usually shoot at the Barbican. Mm. There was a, a vast space that was open, and I noticed the shadows, and I quickly sent her down and it's basically a picture of um her walking uh interestingly she was wearing all black but she had white socks on uh, a little bit michael jackson and so in the picture you actually do see her as a black silhouette and then if you look at the angles of where her shoes are you actually see the white which is yellow in this case yeah, yeah. and then the long shadow that follows it because it was a late afternoon and the sunset was really nice that day so that was the one it reminds me of that fan her shop the woman leaning against the wall with the chair. Actually, you're right, yeah. 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 I, I guess with most photography, you, you just kind of, you get it from all just um, forms of medium, yeah, whether it's TV, magazine, books, and um, just your collective memory of what you see. So obviously yeah. I'm not saying it's original, but it, it just works. And yeah, it's I'm a very powerful image. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. So that one is the one that they have just re-released, but then you've also, well, I've seen you shooting a lot of the blue one. So is that one that um, uh, that you also like a, to shoot? The reclaimed blue. I mean, to be honest with you, whenever they have a, a special audition film, I'm a, I'm a massive supporter <laughs> yeah. of, of the of the medium anyway. So uh, as I said, these days, they probably don't need my support as much as they did. But back in the days when they released experimental film, it was very important to always buy their film to support them. Since then, they've come out with cameras and more cameras, so that it's it's it gives them more revenue and for R and D. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I still like to play around with this the the with the various thing, yeah. uh, colors and various frames. They're not always perfect, and some of them they can be a little bit busy. Um, but you know, with with a bit of thought, you can make um, them work for you. For example, um, they used to have a black frame round. Yeah. And uh, we, we have a friend in a group called Mike and he loves the round frame, so I'm going to name check him here. Um, but the round frame, uh, as, as one of my friend Lisa says, a round frame, you kind of need to do something special with it because, yes, you can just take a straight off portrait yeah. and that's fine because it works well with a portrait. But the whole fact that Polaroid's always been square and then they just release a mm. frame where it's mm. round so you kind of kind of have to think outside the box a little bit so what I did one of the shots one of my personal favourite shots was a bit of a sci-fi shot where uh, in 
Canary Wharf uh, back a few years ago. They had a thing called a Winter Lights and they had an installation. Uh, I, I, I can't remember the artist's name, but it basically it was a square grid and the, the grid would light up and someone would be standing in front of the grid. I took that opportunity and went, okay, it's squares in a round mm. frame and I just took the shot and I, it's, it's personally one of my favorite shots. I don't okay. think it gets seen enough because uh, I think the one people usually know my work is through light trails and the tower bridge shot and some of the double exposures, but that's one of my favorite shots. Too. Yeah, so we can share these um, in the post so then people can see them. Um, but yeah, so now I want to talk about the Polaroids that you've taken during these days in Paris, have you taken any in particular that you like, that you remember, that you think, oh, this is this is a really good one? Yeah. So, like every year, I come over to Paris. Obviously, I'm always roaming around with a Polaroid camera. Um, I would be lying if I say I don't actually have a camera with me every day. Apart from my smartphone, it's always a Polaroid camera. So when when I'm in Paris, I just basically walk around and actually see anything I like. And I mean, miraculously, I've never much taken uh, photos of uh, the Eiffel Tower at night. Um, so this mm. time, um, after we came out of the Paris photo exhibition, we were lining up to kind of take um, the Eiffel Tower at night. And that was interesting. Um, played around with a bit of filters to put some um, like star filters on there just to make it a bit more interesting. Um, but yeah, usually when I'm around Paris, I, I like roaming around the different districts um, and just actually taking life you know, as, as it were. Um, but uh, aside from that, obviously, uh, we, we also did some um, model photography in the flat that um, we shared. And um, that was, that was great fun because we had a really nice uh, apartment and um, originally I was trying to source the models it didn't quite work out but Thanks to Mandy here. Uh, we've, we've got some, Mandy to the rescue. We've got some great models and we had a great Friday uh, morning afternoon shooting some like um, French models in uh, in the center of Paris. It, it's kind of a bit, a uh, bit of a kind of dream come true a bit. It was a bit, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, you did inside and outside. Yeah, it was, a, it was agency stuff at the end of the day. So, you kind of, I shot a mixture of digital and uh, film because that's kind of what the agency wants. But obviously, obviously in the background, <laughs> I had some Polaroids yes. too. I was playing with some filters, my creative doubles that I like doing all the time. So yes, those were for more for me. I know the agency can't use those, so I, I shoot digital yeah. film for them. They do like Polaroids. It's just they don't for like front of house on the website. If they're trying to sell a model. They mm -hmm. they they more like the clean. So sort of like digitals and film, they don't mind film, but I think Polaroid might be a bit too low for Artistic, them. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah, and going back to the Eiffel Tower, I remember that was a beautiful moment because we were all there trying to take a picture of the Eiffel Tower. I took a Polaroid myself on the golden frame and I'm really happy with it because it's all like, this is perfect. Yeah. Um, but then the reason why we were there was because we had just left the venue of the, the Paris photo. Yeah. 
So it was great. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was overwhelming for myself. I felt like there were a lot of people. It was a lot. It was at some point I couldn't take it. I had to sit down and close my eyes and fall asleep because it was like just a lot to take in. But Alex, uh, for yourself, I think you were very excited. You met yeah. some photographers. Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. I'd been to the London photo show and yeah, this was so much larger. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so much more exciting. Uh, there are so many photographers. I know. Photographers everywhere. I kept bumping into them. I think Bruce Gilden literally bumped past me, bumped, barged right through me. Um, just in his whole attire, fishing hat and beard. It was uh, it's quite strange. And you got a book signed, yeah? yeah oh. Joel Mayowitz was there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saw him chatting to someone. Um, I was too nervous to take a photo. I did, I, I was. I did like me to. I wanted to take his portrait so bad. And then what well, happened? Well, I didn't want to interrupt him. He was oh, talking uh, to a woman about her book, uh, kind of privately. Yes, um, so I didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, I saw you. Harry Uriel. No, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. That's that extension. Famous street photographer. Belgian. Well, yeah. What was the book called? That the one that you bought? The Cafe Valencia. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a series of people drinking beer. So in a cafe. In okay. Yeah. And I had to sign it, and he seemed very nice. It was a very brief encounter. Okay. Very, very fun. Okay. And then you got a little video of me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also enjoy your art section. I love my books. And I saw one of my favorite Japanese bookshops as well, Kumiyama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a little fanboy yes. with them as well. <laughs> uh, they've just opened the gallery in Tokyo, so I'll definitely check that out when I'm back. Yeah. And it's seen the cover. Yeah. I yeah. didn't actually see that many booths. I think I saw maybe a third of Oh, it's, it's overwhelming. I mean, I, mean, it's a, a, I think we're all first timers to the show. Um, it's so big. Um, I, I would literally say you could do in the day, but you need a full day. But ideally, you probably need a couple of days to see everything. Yes, um, we had gone. If we hadn't gone to Montmartre in the morning, I, I think I, I could have done the whole thing. But yeah. to be fair, I think they only open at one. Yeah, so that's true. They yes. only open at one. So I even even at that stretch, but if you had all the energy in the world to do it between one to seven, you still need a couple of days if you're really yeah. interested in yeah. it. And I was, and I think next year I would really like to come again. And I would like to go like on two different days. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah, because one day it was too much. I wanted to see everything. I just, I just exhausted myself, and it was a lot to take in, as I said before. But I would love to come again. Well, I think I'm. I'm definitely coming. Well, if Ray wants us to come again with him, I don't know. <laughs> have it we been good? Matter. I mean, I think Paris is for everyone. I think um, you, you you have to come to Panama as, uh, as yeah. a group or by yourself. It's just a That's wonderful well, yeah. place like a to roam around. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> yes, it and is, it's yeah. such a, 
I, I always say that I, I don't feel as the community, the artistic, um, the photography community in London is as strong as it is in Paris. I've been coming to Paris for years and areas like the Marais is so welcoming for like um, a new artists. There's such a strong history with art and yeah. photography in France, isn't it? I mean, they, didn't they invent photography? <laughs> you know I don't want to say that for sure. I'm pretty sure. It feels like it anyway, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's deep roots. I mean, I yeah. think the, yeah, it's it's almost as if the equivalent would be having the photo show next to Buckingham Palace. Yeah. In yeah. London. Yeah, yeah. The photo show was quite literally next to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It was incredible. It was honestly incredible. But just a word for the listeners here, if you ever do go to Paris Photo, there's two Grand Palais, go to the right one. <laughs> we got it wrong. We got it wrong and then we had to walk for half an hour. <laughs> but that's why Ray's there pointing that out. Petit Palais, Grand Palais. No, 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 there was two Grand Palais. We just went to the wrong Grand Palais. Oh my right. goodness, just too, too many Palais. So it's quite pretty, right? I mean, it just shows you how grand Paris really is absolutely it? that's right okay so then I think we have to finish here now because we have to go and take the Eurostar um, but yeah it's been an, an amazing awesome incredible weekend I really enjoyed myself especially because this was my first time in Paris and it couldn't have been any better so I just have to thank Ray because you're welcome really he's definitely the reason why I'm here now and I'm just like really emotional because it's been like it's been amazing it's been super good yeah a big shout out to Nelson and Katie yeah. and Dan as well who also came along oh, yes. uh, um, massive thanks yeah. to everyone for coming along to, to Paris and uh, supporting me and having a look at instant art as well yeah yeah he's been great we've created something now yeah we have to uh, yeah. we've created a tradition that you maybe have to come to Paris photo every year I was trying to yep. see how I could use the created something as a joke but I think you got, yep. you got it. <laughs> that's it that's it I think this is now this is the first one of many I, I feel, right? I think it has to be. Yeah, okay. Okay, so yeah, we need to go now. But yeah, thanks again. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. And, and yeah, um, so I hope you have enjoyed uh, listening to us about talking about um, Paris and photo Paris and instant art photography. So yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, see you next time. Right. See you at the next one. Thank you. Bye Keep bye. shooting. Don't keep shooting film. Au revoir. Okay, so that was it. I hope you have enjoyed um, listening to our experience like there on the spot in Paris. Um, so now we're going to carry on and we're going to talk about our plans for the new year, our plans for 2024. Uh, myself, I have so many ideas that I want to do. I need, actually, it was like uh, trying to get some new pens and some new notebooks. So I used to write things down because I have so many things in my head. And I'm like, if I just carry on doing things as they come to my mind, I'm not really going to achieve anything that I want. So I'm just going to uh, take the rest of the year just to plan plan my goals and I think they're going to be more directed to um, printing so I'm going to start printing more I've, I've just done a workshop with Rachel Little Vintage Photography and I can't I can't recommend her enough she was amazing it was a one-to-one -one full day learning about um, split grading 
and I feel like I am a master now, <laughs> so I could teach you anything you want, guys. Well, next gonna, time how would we you are do that, Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next time at Rapidine. <laughs> That's it. I was thinking next time I'll teach you anything. <laughs> no, but honestly, I really learned. I felt like I learned a lot, and it was just a wonderful day. And I'm, I'm also having ideas about going to Liverpool, visiting Rachel, and and just using her studio and her darkroom us as the um, only films collective. I think you would really love it because the um, her studio and her darkroom are in a very old building. It's an old bank with a vault and everything wow. that they used to exhibit uh, photography, like to do exhibitions. And and her studio is the old director's uh, office. <laughs> so uh, cool. it's like the best office with the best view. Beautiful, very long windows and lots of light. Honestly, what a beautiful place to shoot in. And the darkroom is perfect. It's just very well um, sourced. You've got everything that you need. And obviously Rachel and she's so knowledgeable. Yeah. So you did a, you so, did a yeah, workshop so, with her? Yeah, a one-to-one workshop how, about how it was was advanced techniques. It was the whole day. Oh, nice. It was 10 to 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was hours and hours of like just going through everything and making sometimes prints that you know that's not going to be a final print but you're just like testing things you need to see how for example a full print at just um, grade five looks like and then another print at in grade zero and then you see oh that's that's what it is so then how about mixing and then different time is it's the whole world but it really helped me to get my head around it right so how many prints do you think you you got from that Oh no, it was like one final print oh, maybe. Really? We made loads of prints. Yeah, we made loads of prints, but as I said, many of them were just like test prints for me to see it. So for example, we did when we were, first you need to get the exposure right. And then uh, we were just doing, okay, so this is what grade zero looks like. This is what grade two looks like. This is what grade five looks like. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. So then now we're going to try and do a split it equally. So if the exposure is 20 seconds, we're going to do 10 seconds at grade zero, 10 seconds at grade five and so on. And then we just mixing. And it was just basically to give you an idea of what you can actually do. So I wasn't, my plan wasn't um, coming out the workshop with like loads of prints. It was more about leaving the workshop thinking, oh, I understand, I've seen it, I know, I know how to do this and I can just go on my own now and get it done. Ah, nice. And, and it's funny you say that yeah. because um, what I'm doing next year um, after my trip, I am also going to focus more on printing and I have talked to um, or I'm planning on organizing a workshop with George from... Uh, George from London oh. from, in RapidEye and I'm going to do a three-day well I'm going to try and organize a three-day fiber printing uh, course no way yeah so I, I really want to get into uh, properly printing on fiber and also trying to learn the bleach process so I, yeah. I, that's really really exciting so we're, we're on the same wavelength Oh, that's brilliant because, yeah, I just really want to get print. You know, I thought if I have a one-to-one -one workshop with an expert, then I will elevate my 
elevate my practice and then I will feel like more confident doing it. And it just, it, I just needed this. Otherwise, it's a lot of trial and error. And I just want to go to the darkroom and get things done in the way I want. Yeah, I, I feel like I've seen a lot of prints and photo books this year and it's just really inspired me to to do mm. more of my own. And I just, I, it's something I really want to get good at now. Uh, and to be able to kind of do it myself to to a standard where it's like, I'd be like, oh yeah, I, I want to exhibit that. Because um, at the moment, the prints that I make at home are just not, they're just not there at all. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same for me. And and Ray, what, what are you, well, we're planning more things. I know, for example, uh, Alex is going to um, Japan soon, but let's just talk about that in a moment. But I just wanted to ask Ray if you've got any, well, I, I know you have plans, but anything related to your own practice? Do you want, I, I don't know, yes, anything about uh, printing, anything so about shooting? I've, I'm actually, um, I've been inspired recently, uh, watched a, a very a long vlog uh, uh, by uh, Rhiannon Adam. Uh, my friend Rihanna Adam, who shoots a lot of Polaroids, um, one of my inspirations. Um, she did a talk for uh, Polaroid over in uh, Amsterdam. And mm. it was all about what inspires her and how she shoots. And the upshot of that was I started thinking more about medium to long form photography. So that's actually one area I want to kind of concentrate on next year. It's something that isn't just the single image that kind of goes here you go, have a look at this, but that's it. Uh, I want to try and think about a series or series, different series, where it, it captures um, the viewer's attention a little bit more than a few seconds. We already live in Instagram where everybody just flicks off a few seconds mm. afterwards. So my thing is to look at medium to long form mm -hmm. photography as a as a sort of goal for next year uh one of the things i do want to do and i've been threatening it for a few years but i actually might actually <laughs> get around to doing it next year is actually to do a, a book of my own polaroids um next year i would have been shooting it for 12 years so it's going to have 12 in the title somewhere but i just haven't figured out what it's been called but it'll be <laughs> it'll be a book and i i want it to be a limited run let's see where it goes um i'm not going to approach any publishers yet but it'll be my mix of um how would you how we would put it um the the, the polaroids pops maybe some hints and tips i've had since i started shooting in the last 12 years so that's another project mm. that i'm looking forward to and maybe, maybe if I plan it well, I should be in Japan too sometime next year. Ooh, oh, very nice. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm planning for three weeks. I, I thought if I'm going all the way across there, I'm not doing a two weeks. So it's got to be three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, hopefully. But with family. What it's, time of the year are you thinking? It's called a summer holidays. I have kids, so I don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, maybe I, I'll, I'll be able to fulfill my dreams of taking pictures of Japan on Polaroid that I've been wanting to do for the last Ooh. 12 years or so. I mean, not to take it away from someone like Akio, who, who obviously is a resident in Tokyo. She does uh, some amazing light trails over there on Polaroid. But it's just, mm -hmm. I've always wanted to do it as well what, so. what was her name akio akio a -K -I -O. Okay. yeah yeah nice mm -hmm. okay. i forget her surname so, hence i won't pronounce it 
Okay, <laughs> well, we will try to put it in the description for yeah. our uh, post so that everybody can go to her uh, Instagram. Um, but then, okay, so Ray is going to Japan at some point in the year, like, like it's the summer holidays, but I think, Alex, you're going very soon, right? Yes, yeah, so on the 27th of December, I am flying to uh, Osaka uh, and I'm going to be in uh, Japan for a month. And I have a few plans. Um, I'm going to be going to Hokkaido um, for a few days to shoot landscapes and in, mm-hmm. in uh, BA, to be exact. I think it's near uh, Sapporo. Sapporo, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that. And <laughs> in specific, in particular, I'm going to be shooting infrared. So I'm going to try and vlog the whole thing and maybe make a YouTube video at the end of it. Um, so I'm going to be trying to shoot landscape, landscapes on Delta 400 with infrared lenses on my uh, Rolleiflex and my Fuji GS 605W. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's. I've probably chosen one of the most difficult things because I've been reading a lot about shooting landscapes in snow and. That alone seems quite difficult yeah. because you have to play around with um, a lot of filters and uh, bracketing yeah. and just to get it uh, even, just to get an even image. So adding infrared to that makes it even more complicated. So uh, it'll be an interesting process. I mean, whether it fails or not, we'll see. Um, hopefully it'll be an entertaining video nonetheless. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. the, uh, I'll be going to Hokkaido for a bit and then I am planning on going to Tokyo for a bit, um, but mainly in Osaka. So I'll definitely do more street and I'll be visiting more camera shops and ex- exhibitions yeah. and galleries and we'll see what mm-hmm. hijinks I get up to this time. And hopefully I'll actually record some of it, uh, and make a video hmm okay so yeah that's that that's what we want to hear yeah. oh, more, oh, and more stuff in japan the special special surprise that okay. uh happened recently was i met up with alex bright light bright lights and dark rooms and he has given me he's loaned me his x-pan so what yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna be <laughs> shooting um street and landscape with his x-pan for a month as well i don't believe you <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I, I now have in my arsenal, I'm going to be bringing my Nikon F2 with uh, wide to long lenses, the Hasselblad, the Fuji Class W, the Rolleiflex, the, uh, the Fuji. Um, I, th- I think that's it. I'm not bringing my, my Leica this time. All, all, all um, your clothes by the sounds of it. <laughs> you got so much. Oh, no, I've, had to, I've had to buy a lot of new winter clothes as well. A lot of, I've bought some very expensive uh, winter photography gloves because in Hokkaido, apparently it gets down to like minus 15. Um, Oops. So we'll see. I've been joking to everyone that, you know, if you find, if, if I die, you'll find me frozen to a camera trying to take a picture of a landscape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
can picture that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But okay, but that that's awesome. But yeah, I, oof, that's gonna be a struggle, right? And also not just for you, but for your cameras, because sometimes I've been just out in London and it's just like for ten minutes, um, I'm out and trying to take a picture, and then my camera says eh, no. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been. I have to be careful, and that is why I'm taking so many cameras as well, because. When I was in Japan last time, I think it was around one or two centigrade uh, at some points, and my Rolleiflex was very stiff, so I had to be uh -huh. very careful with it. Apparently, the Fuji um, GS605W should be better because there's a lot of plastic. Um, so the metal, uh -huh. I, I'm not going to go into the science of it. I'm not, but but apparently that <laughs> it should survive. Um, and none of them, I don't rely too much on battery uh, operated cameras. So the batteries, I won't have a problem with batteries draining. Um, yeah, the X-Pan is a little mm. bit of a worry, um, but I'm, I'm also bringing a lot of extra batteries for the, the cameras that yeah. do have batteries. And uh, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, if things die or things go wrong or things break, I mean, as long as I record it, <laughs> it'll be worth yeah. a more entertaining video. Content. Yeah. <laughs> Content. Okay, because that's your plan. Yeah, your, your plan is to make a video for a future YouTube channel. Yeah, and for those that follow me on Instagram, you may know that I was making a book as well on Japan. And I actually got very, very close to printing it. Um, I got very far into production. I even met a graphic designer who was going to help me on it. But due to certain life circumstances, I've had to halt production mm -hmm. on the book. But the positive is after this trip to Japan, I'm going to have so much more content to put into the book. So hopefully the book will be better off because of this. Um, so yeah. that's also something I'm going to be trying to get back on next year as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, maybe it was just um, a good thing that happened. You know, like now you have, a, um, you will have more choice of photos and it will be more complete, as you say. So yeah, it could be a good thing just to wait for a bit. Yeah. And publish the book when it's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But talking about publishing and, and projects, uh, I know, Ray, you have a really interesting project that, <laughs> I mean, that is, it sounds such a big challenge, but could you tell us a bit about what the challenge is? <laughs> I've just been outed on a podcast, but uh, okay. Uh, so it's going to be a 365 days uh, strangers on Polaroid project. Um, I think the challenge obviously will be it's 365 days. Someone rightly said on the Only Films chat that it's costly and I'm not going to pretend mm. it's not on any otherwise. <laughs> um, with mistakes, it's already, you know, try not to think about it, but it's already over a thousand pounds. Um, Obviously, yeah, I was just trying to do the math in my head. No, I mean, it's, it's quite easy. If you do two times three, six, five, it's already 730 quid, right? So Ooh. then your mistakes, it bumps it up to a thousand. Um, average price of a Polaroid is about two, two pounds these days. Um, and then obviously the other challenge would be whether you can be bothered to do it. Whether you hit the first month is the first thing. So that, I mean, hence, I, I, yeah, I was still a bit dubious. I've got to hit the first month first before I uh, publish anything because I'll probably have a separate yeah. account. Call it, I don't know what the account's going to be called, but it's going to have uh, images of from, from that. Hopefully I can do it. Um, 
what I won't reveal is my personal reasons for doing it, which if I do complete it by the end of next year, you'll know the reason I'm doing it. Um, it's very, mm. very personal. It's probably my most personal project I've ever done. Um, and it does coincide with the age I am. So that's a clue. Mm. Um, but the other challenges is obviously what happens when you're ill, what happens when you're having a bad day. Uh, yeah. Might be great. I mean, the flip side of that, what happens when you're on holiday? That's even a language barrier. I was actually just thinking about this because you mentioned it earlier. Um, and, and it made me remember one of the exhibitions we saw uh, at Paris Photo. And it was the guy that took photos of people on television. And I was wondering, well, if you're ill, maybe you could take a photo <laughs> of, or sorry, not a photo, a Polaroid of someone on TV. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Who yeah. was this guy? I can't remember. Yeah. It was the guy. It was the, at the, the creepy, <laughs> the creepy guy that took uh, Polaroids of women he he saw on TV. I'm I wasn't going to gonna use the C word, but yes, that's <laughs> well, an interesting I mean, way of putting it. I mean, it is. It was. It was. It was a bit. I think. What was it described? After he died, they found a box um, that just had like his TV girls written on it, and it was a lot of Polaroids of yeah. like nude women that he Polaroid uh, took Polaroids of on on TV. I mean, all right. I don't know. Don't hang me. Tom Wilkins. Tom Wilkins. My TV girls. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for the reference. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's a make or break. Uh, if I don't succeed in January, I probably would have failed already. Um, the, the the challenge is it's 365 days. And I think any 365 day project is hard enough as it is without it being then you having to ask strangers for photos. Um, it might be a bumpy road, but we'll see. Um, that, but yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I think it's a great, big project. Um, I don't know if it's like the biggest project you've ever done, but it could be because it's just like a big commitment, I feel as well. It's a big commitment, but I think by the end of the year, obviously you will have faced um, many obstacles, but it will be interesting to hear about how you have overcome every obstacle that you have found. So yeah, that, probably, that's going to be very interesting. You'll probably come back with some very interesting stories about, you know, how you had to at last minute try and find a stranger yeah. to take a photo of. Yeah. I think that's that's part of the reason of doing it as well is uh, I think we're living in a more disconnected world these days. And I think one of the challenges of this bit, I will reveal one of the, um, one of the, things I wanted to do with the project was maybe connect with people offline as opposed to just being online and wanting people just to mm. like your work on Instagram or something because it's such a disparate mm -hmm. view of the world. Um, I just wanted to go out there and it's a 50-50 chance. You go up to a stranger, you ask them for a portrait, they'll yeah. say yes or no straight off. Um, mm -hmm. And some of them might um, and some of them might are. Uh, I mean, I don't quite believe in some of the Instagram ones where they, they go up to someone and say, can they take a photo? Because it, it seems a little bit staged. So I'm not going to film mm -hmm. it as such, but it's more the interaction of people mm. um, um, just to see, you know, um, maybe get talking to them. Some people go away and I've just literally taken their portrait and not said much to them apart from why I'm doing it. But other people I might have a conversation with and then find out a little bit more about their lives. 
So yeah, it's, I think you could probably, it's more yeah. it, it's more to do with the human interaction, and um, because I I do think with uh, all this talk of like things going computerized and AI, I think I just want to have the human touch back a bit into my photography. Mm-hmm. I think you could teach a whole course on how to approach someone to take their photo. I think it's a whole I already, art. It's I, an art form. I already know, I can already name a few people who are masters of this. Um, you guys haven't met him yet, but if you haven't seen this photography, uh, a guy, an older gentleman I know called Andrew Bartram, he is the king of like being very smooth, going up to strangers and actually talking to them and then asking them for a photograph. It's, it's a masterclass. If you see this guy in action, I, I was so inspired by him a few years ago when, because I always said, oh, I always try and talk myself out of it, especially when you go to like a stranger, you kind of like, if you don't make that initial jump to just go and ask them, you actually do end up talking yourself out of um, a portrait yeah. of them. So it, it it's that moment of just do it and don't yeah. think about it. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I struggle with uh, a lot. If, I, if I'm if i in a bad place or if I'm tired, I, I just can't approach people. But if I'm in a good place and you have that aura, you have a very nice aura and you can ask questions uh, and then try and create some, you break the stranger barrier and then you actually, oh, you can talk to them as if you're friends with them. And then you create a little relationship and then you you ask the question, can I take your photo? That's like the perfect, um, Mm -hmm. the perfect way to do it. Um, And that's why I named Andrew Bartram because he's so good at doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you yeah. could you could. I mean, I'm not going to guess. Uh, actually, no, I won't even mention that. I was gonna. I was gonna say, are they really a stranger then? But no, mm. they will be because you mm. you've met them t- two. Yeah, minutes you only ago. met them you two minutes ago. Fifteen. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not someone you know. Yeah, yeah. I, but it's, it's interesting what you say about it has to be like it, it has a lot to do. With with the way you feel when you approach someone like if you're not really feeling <laughs> if you're not feeling good if you're feeling tired as you said it's a lot harder to approach someone yeah because yeah, you have definitely. to have a good aura and you have to be very positive and uh, approachable as well and you have to choose the right person at the right time i mean when i'm doing it i, I don't choose people that are on their phone or have headphones in or are talking to someone <laughs> yeah you know, no matter how good they look or how interesting they are, I mean, yeah, you've got to choose wisely. So yeah, I'm I mean, really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you do, Ray. <laughs> I mean, the, the other challenge is, I, I've, I've obviously done this before uh, our stranger for um, Polaroids. I think it, the given is on the weekend when people are more relaxed, they're more prone to actually agreeing to take a photo. Try do it on a busy day when they're walking to work. That's a lot, lot harder. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, it depends on the weather as well. Like we've been trying to do it the past few weekends, and it's so much harder because it's cold and it's rainy, and people don't want to, you know, stop uh, going where they're going, and uh, people just don't want to be outside and. It's all, you know, it's it's a lot. It's really interesting how even things like the weather can really heavily affect that. But here, here yeah. here's a little secret how to do it. So if I was to rock okay. up with a boxy, plasticky uh, Polaroid camera, not to knock the new ones, sorry, Polaroid, but if you, you <laughs> turn up with SX-70 and it folds and unfolds the way it does, and for most people's eyes, they actually find it quite... Um, 
you know, interesting because of the way it un- unfolds. I think that becomes the talking point. And then in oh, any yeah. language barriers, someone will mention the word Polaroid and then you kind of mm-hmm. use that as a hook in to maybe talk to them. And that's a good way of doing it as well. So obviously, um, stranger portraits, if you have an interesting camera, that also helps. Yes, I 100% yeah. agree. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we do the exact same thing. I mean, it's one of the great benefits of film, right? If I bring my Rolleiflex out, I know I'm getting some portraits because people will just come up to me yes. and be like, oh, that's a cool camera. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't even have to approach them. They approach you. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, it's true. And sometimes just like even a silly camera, like just because it looks fun, um, people just find it very interesting and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, let me, I'm happy. You know, yeah, let's take a portrait. Um, even like a maybe funky flash, like the one you have, uh, Alex, the Godox, you know, the Oh, yeah, the, one. the Godox Senior, the one that f- yeah. folds out. Yeah, I've got one as well now. Oh, actually. nice, nice. <laughs> I want to use it on my Rolleiflex because then they'll be like super cool, I think. Yeah, definitely. You have to get um, right? a grip, uh, like a whole rig to to hold it I and know. stuff. But that's what I'm missing. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't be too hard to get. I think there's you can use a lot of different ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, so then now we're coming to an end and we usually have a um, analog sounds. You know, like I have it. We have a little section about policing analog camera sounds and we didn't really plan this uh, very well i don't know if you guys have I, I do have one i do i have a few cameras here but i don't know if you have a special anything around there where you are guys uh i don't have any on hand uh they're all packed away unfortunately Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Wait. I've got. I think I do. Have you done oh, a? Also, I've just told everyone okay, okay. what I, what cameras I have, so it's not going to be much of a secret. <laughs> so. Oh well, but you know, we we know that those are not the only cameras that you have. You have more. I'm sure. So uh, let's see. <laughs> we'll let's see if but everybody. But wait. Let's see okay. this. Let's see if everybody has. Let's see this. Oh, or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> wait. <laughs> It needs something <laughs> typical uh, in its loading. Oh yeah, I've got another. I've got loads around, but um, but yeah, this one doesn't. It won't sound as pleasing as the one that we're gonna oh. hear just now. Oh, I'm recording the sound. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I wonder if everybody can guess what that sound is. Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> do we do we let uh, well, people guess what it is, or do we tell them yes, what it is? Yes. Okay. So I'll do it one more yes. time, and then people can guess what sound that is. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. So yeah. So that's it. That's it for this um, episode. And the next episode will be in the next year. Um, so maybe we have an episode about your experiences, Alex, uh, when you come back from Japan. Or maybe I'm really interested as well about 
your first month doing this challenge, Ray. So <laughs> we have a few episodes lining up there um, with good ideas, I think. Um, but yeah, that's it for now. So the last thing to say will be uh, Happy New Year, guys. Ah, Happy New Year, <laughs> yeah. everyone. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all the things. Um, next podcast we record will probably be Easter. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think we'll have. Oh, we've got we've got a few others as well. And um, before we do more, we've got a special episode actually coming up, and that will be the next one. And and it's an episode about three photographers in the north who have uh, organized an exhibition. So oh, okay. we will hear oh, more about it next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that one is already recorded. So yeah, <laughs> perfect. Okay, so yeah. Happy New Year, guys. And keep shooting, but keep shooting film. Au revoir. Bye.